Hello and welcome. This is the Regenerative Life Podcast, a space that's been curated to help you live, learn and lead in a way that's nourishing for you, kind to others and great for the planet too. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and I am so excited to dive into this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Yes, that is right. This is the second episode I'm dropping in a week and that's just kind of how I roll in my business and the cycles and seasons within it in that I am designed and really enjoy working in kind of intense periods and then having lots of rebound time afterwards. And right now I am lit up by what I am creating and working on and birthing with my beautiful friend Tracy Kay in the form of our unbound regenerative business biome and so last night we spent three hours on the phone together just weaving and deepening and expanding our vision for this work and all the places that we want to take it Um, and as part of that conversation we recorded a piece for you to listen to Um, so that you can really feel into the essence of regenerative business and to start maybe considering how it might be applicable in your life, um, in your business, be it a product or service-based business or even a seed of a business that's just kind of you're sitting with and really desiring to bring into the world. I think that 2020 has been such a challenging year for so many of us and yet within it I really feel and sense um, an opportunity to reorient our relationship with business, um, to really step back into the right relationship with business and to see it um, not according to all that, that it is accumulated and had projected on it over the years, but to see it as Tracy Kay and I do as a um, resource and steward of ecological, social and cultural change. And so I am so thrilled to bring this conversation to you. I hope that as you listen, it evokes a deep sigh in your body as you realize there are different ways of being in business that we really hope to make space for and hold up um, and to see value in lots of different ways of doing business. And what we are creating is six months to explore that. Um, And I really hope that you get an insight into that process, the process of regenerative business and also the content um, of that container through this conversation. So Tracy Kay is a beautiful friend. She is a systemic identity guide, constellations facilitator, and she's a coach. And she's worked with people and businesses for over 20 years, reconnecting um, them with their original spark, the ongoing story and unfolding possibilities She has a deep um, capacity to um, find and relay back the essential threads of business and life and she really guides people to create and evolve businesses that are in service of life. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I am enjoying creating this offering um, and I will chat to you soon. Hello, beautiful one. Hello. Hi. Mm. I thought that um, it would be just really resourcing um, and great for us to 
to just have a chat about where we're at in this particular moment with Unbound. But also every time we speak, we expand our conceptualization and our imagining and our vision for regenerative business. And so I thought, what a beautiful thing to capture some of that imagining so people can get an insight into both the process of regenerative business, but also who we are and the vision that we hold. And so I'm just wondering, we've been speaking a little while, but wondering if you would feel called to share a bit about your year and where you've arrived and what your hope is for this journey together that we're on. Thank you. What a lovely question. Um, so about August, August last year, we moved our family to the Cotswolds, which was part of um, part of our move away from really um, intense living. I, don't, I think that can be city or country, depending on your setup. But for us, we were living in quite a kind of an intense way of being and we'd longed to um, move our family and our children out somewhere um, where they could live grow up in the trees grow up in a small school a small community environment um, and so this past year we um, we've made the move but we've been really mostly dedicating our attention to connecting with the community here um, and actually for us the kind of the coronavirus situation has been, although I feel a bit nervous even saying that word, it's so spoken now, has been a wonderful thing because it meant everyone's been at home in their gardens and we've been able to find out what this place is really like and hear the stories and um, lots of people telling us how they grow food in their gardens here. So we've been experimenting with our own, meeting farm animals and... Um, really allowing ourselves to lay down roots in a place that isn't um, known to us in terms of our sort of intergenerational history. Um, it's, uh, in fact, we, we're not aware of any roots that have come past, come through this way, although I'm sure there will be if we went back far enough. Um, and through that time has also been to, to attend to how my business exists in this new place and this new environment and a lot of the work I do is online anyway so it's it's not affected too many things um, but just the simplicity of being able to have this conversation with you now whilst I look out across the valley and I barely see any houses it's just been absolutely gorgeous and kind of giving me the that cause for cause for pause um, and um, I've completely forgotten your other question. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, I just love that, oh, like, vision. when that your genesis of that regenerative period that you've been through mm. was also um, just to insert myself into the story. Oh, yes. That, <laughs> like, we met the, the kind of day that you left literally the that day, old yeah. way of being. You were, you were sitting in mm. an empty flat. Um, there was no furniture at all. That was my first yeah. experience of you. And so um, right. just to see that regenerative process for you and what it's meant for your family and your business and to walk alongside you. And for mm. us, we often talk about how we both live in valleys and how mm. sometimes even though we're over the other side of the world, we both look out and we see 
the valleys together, yeah. but different valleys. And then, yeah, this yeah. this oscillation of time difference that we're oriented differently, but very much in yeah. in connection. Yeah, and you know, there's something when you um, talk about that first meeting that we had. There's something so significant that stands out to me in that moment. Um, was as I met you, um, actually the very first call I met you, I only met you for about 10 minutes and I had to leave to get in the car to, I think we were doing one final viewing of this house. And I came onto the call and I said, I'm just so sorry to meet you and need to go. <laughs> but actually, I've, my diary, I messed my diary up and I can't be here now, but I've come on to show you my face so that you can see and feel and hear that I really have a desire to be in this conversation and I remember so so deeply the feeling when you said there's no need to apologize for yourself you know that you really it's really all welcome and I remember how that brought that brought so much together for me in terms of feeling um, included and imperfect (laughs) wonderfully imperfect and I think that probably was a part of, you know, that's been one of the roots and threads that's carried on as we've come here is how can we move towards the things that feel really good without um, lambasting ourselves for not doing it the mm. way that we thought we might. It's, it's so, um, as you're just speaking that and reflecting on the conversation we had before we pressed record and I was sharing that I really wanted to delete a, a live that I did today because I feel like, regenerative business um for me comes from a spark of a desire to not um to to be okay in the evolution and the becoming to be okay in the connection and I and I really feel like being in your field in the last 12 months I look back at um the posters that I made when I first started my business and at that time it was it was a wellness business and it was I was doing everything I was doing like foot reflexology and Reiki and like all the things you know and I just wanted to make everyone well and um but I but I I look back with such fondness and you've really helped me to to not hold shame about the past but to really include it and bring it all along and I think I reflected to you recently that that a lot of the elements have always been there the expression has changed and um, my comfort level and my safety and my um, voice and my and my language has gotten more connective with I think my authentic way of communicating but the essence was always there and I think that maybe if we started regenerative business from this place of all of you is welcome and there's no need to apologise, just how expansive that is um, and how forgiving that is in, I think, a, a, a way sometimes of perceiving businesses. There's no room for mistakes or learning or growth or becoming. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's so gorgeous. I could just listen to you talking about that all day. I'd say in the um, my experience of working with people in their businesses is that there's so much loss in what they cut out or try to exclude um, because they they perceive it to be not good enough or not having a place or um, not appropriate for business or or whatever the reasons are. And as I sit with um, business owners and I 
tall or leaders in bigger businesses or whatever size, the thing that's so apparent to me is that the most amazing things, the most powerful, beautiful, potent aspects of them are normally hidden in the bits that they cut off, Mm. the bits that they exclude. And so I'm kind of always been fascinated about why we do that, where we put these things, and then most importantly, what happens if we include them? What happens if we connect them? What happens if we can diminish that sense of shame, which I have plenty of personal experience of being able to <laughs> sum up in any moment, as you know. Um, but uh, but that there's so much beauty in meeting a whole human. <laughs> and really, it takes a lot of energy to try to hide those parts of ourselves that we don't perceive as good enough. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you play that tape, as we always know, I'm fond of all the way through to the macro Mm. is it connects right to the heart of, of cutting ourselves out of connection with other beings, with ourselves, Mm. with the earth, with, webs of support and connections and resourcing and um and I think in my experience I've been there in business twice um probably way more than twice but in two separate businesses um where I ended up feeling resourceless but I was resourceless because um, I had been so busy chopping off all the parts I thought weren't welcome or mm. palatable or um, lovable. Um, and that in business terms, I think, creates that monocrop rather than this mm. rich and fertile ecosystem that we're building here in Unbound um, mm. where lots of different ways of being across pollinating and fertilizing and generating new possibilities in business and in life and takes a little longer it's uh, Mm. unknown it is uh, messy it is about embracing our humanity and yet at the same time in my experience I've never been in a place within my business where I've felt so deeply resourced and trusting and um, really um, okay with leaning on other leaders like yourself um, to help me when I can't see where to go in the forest. Yeah, Mm, that's so beautiful. And I think that what that speaks to as well for me is that um, when, when we're the one experiencing something, we can only see what we can see from the place that we're standing so um, unless we have, or even with lots of tools and practices around being able to stand in other places, it's still tricky. And yet the model of business that we have so often given to entrepreneurs is have your own business, do it yourself, you'll be fine. When actually the minute you come into contact with someone else and you can talk it through in a safe environment and explore it, you start to see things from different angles and so much um, possibility opens up, so much richness. And we see that not only might we find more joy, um, more possibility, more meaning um, for ourselves, but that we might be able to offer and create it for others. And as you say, if we keep building on that, even start to 
um, evolve the way that business exists, the way that business lives for us all. Um, it's just quite a narrow template for me, certainly, that I uh, picked up, if you like, as I left school, that there was a pathway and there was being professional and there was being and, and not, <laughs> and the not bit was not welcome. And the professional path led to some sort of success. And I think it's really only in more recent years and with lots and lots of healthy and difficult conversations that we've come to see that that template and that pathway, um, those success measures weren't necessarily ones that we had wanted for anyway. And that uh, there are other things that we would like. I would like to spend more time with my children. Not like, I'd love to. And I'd love that to be able to do that without pretending that they don't exist when I come into my working environment. You know, and how fa fabulous that the last eight months that we've all found out that journalists around the world have got children sometimes in their rooms spinning onto the screen. And, you know, it's like, thank goodness we are allowed to be human in our business contact. Yeah, not only are we allowed to, but for me, including my humanity is what has um, fostered such diversity. And I think what you were speaking to before about standing in other places, I think that um, I think I was thinking about bees and flowers, <laughs> as you do, mm. <laughs> and how the yeah. bee without a flower really has no place in the system right it's like oh there's just this this thing buzzing around but a bee with a flower is has the potential to transform the whole world and so without the flower the bee can't be anything without the bee the flower can't reproduce and just like how this this absolute myth of business being hierarchical business being about um being unfallible business being about control over rather than power with business about being about which is one aspect of business that's just been valued really highly it's not all mm. of what business is or has been or will ever be but it that's the narrative that is held up as you said as other narratives are held up as successful mm. and yet actually redefining what success is really comes down to how do we want this relationship to our with our business to amplify and sustain our well-being, which therefore mm. amplifies and sustains and improves the collective well-being? And so mm. I, I wonder what your take is on how we can be the wayfinders, how we can reorient the relationship with business, but also just business itself to bring it back into its full potentiality of a ecological and social steward and change maker? Mm. Well, that's a huge question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how, we're really how can big. we do it? <laughs> 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 just, just find my uh, one sentence <laughs> answer for how we can do it. <laughs> Join on them. <laughs> <laughs> We've got six months. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful. We're still beautiful figuring question. it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, it is a big question. And I think with big questions, I think it's a big question because I think we, we're we seeing yes between you and I in our conversations, but we're also finding that there's so many people who are 
on this path of discovery who have been on it. You know, there are elders already in our community that have been asking this question, how can this, how can this shift? And, um, uh, and so we kind of have to, my partner uses a lovely expression of nibble away at it. <laughs> a little bit of time. <laughs> I love yeah. English people so much. It's just, uh, <laughs> expressions kill me. <sighs> so um, I think, a, a good place or certainly my attention right now goes to um coming right into our bodies yeah. and starting by following um what's going on in us when we do anything when we're responding to anything um are we feeling constrained are we feeling uh, contraction in our bodies are we feeling frustration and to start tracking what we're doing because so often if we if we stay go into family for sure, but if we stay in a sort of a business frame, um, it's very easy to 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 start noticing how often we're doing things we don't really want to do, but we're doing it because someone else has said that that's how it needs to be done. And meeting that edge, um, as you and I have spoken about lots of times, is um, sometimes quite painful because we realise that as we discover things that we don't find pleasure in. We, we realise we've been doing something else because we've been told to or we believe that that's how we fit in. So then we start meeting the part of us that wants to belong. Yeah. And can we forego our belonging to a way of doing something to meet the space of the unknown, the space of... It doesn't feel like a fertile space, first of all, does it? It feels like abandoning a known practice and leaping into into a space that might end up with not being able to pay bills, for example, and how yeah. scary that can feel. Yeah. Yeah. I love so that's that. probably, yeah, that's probably the, fir- the first place I'd go to is um, can we track our own experience and start to discover where things don't feel good? Yeah. And I think when we first started revisioning Unbound, um, that the somatic piece was, was really integral and, um, and for me, building that safety um, is essential in building our capacity to exist within a broader business ecosystem that is ambiguous uh, in a cultural and social context that is ambiguous and changing and complex. And um, that's not to scare us, but to say there's a real opportunity through business to develop resilience and flexibility and adaptability within our systems to be able to to be able to meet lots of challenge in life. And I think that that for me is is what eldership is is um, garnering the wisdom through these complex times and saying through that I distilled out um, what I hear today that that education is about um, bringing forward the etymology comes bringing forward bringing forward what is inside of us, what is inside of us is groups, what is inside of the planet and therefore inside of us, bringing, bringing it up yeah. and out and, and that's what eldership is to me. And so I feel like the tracking the sensations and leaning into that's one of our seeds, isn't it? We're leaning into mm. the body's wisdom and the earth's wisdom for the blueprint for regenerative business because as much as we have seeds and we have concepts um we also don't want to dictate what it is because it is going to be different from every Mm. single person and the last thing I really want to say and what's very present for me is that last night after um 
the kids went to bed and Dave and I were washing dishes really late and we'd had a couple of glasses of red wine and we found ourselves Googling the plot of Frozen 2 because we really didn't understand what Atahala was and why the parents had gone there and did, did Elsa die and is she a spirit and, like, we went down a vortex and we were washing dishes watching <laughs> YouTube clips about Frozen. But one of the things that came up was... The, so, the song creators of Into the Unknown were explaining the song and they were explaining mm. that the way it's being constructed, the chorus, you know, Into the Unknown, it's like mm. every time she she's mm. hitting a new note, yeah, and then she's like yes. Into the Unknown, you know, that really high one, yeah. and, and, and she is like literally putting herself into the unknown, but she's titrating back into yes. safety isn't she and so oh, I was just gosh. like get what full body shoes I know when it because can you do the whole song <laughs> <laughs> because I think that in business is yes. that process and the capacity building comes from yeah. putting like trying and wayfinding and then having yeah. a space as as we do as we have with each other and we have a circle and then we have other supports and resourcing that are not mm. necessarily formalized but are like we feel their presence to mm. lean back into when we hit that edge of this is not safe anymore and this is not comfortable anymore and I'm now in a freeze and this is yes. not supportive. It's beautiful. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't know that. I um, learned some things about because it's quite an interesting movie really in terms of um, how they've worked in different cultural stories and um, it's just quite a fascinating thing but partly because I have a six-year-old as well so... <laughs> you know it does bring it front and central but I didn't know that about the song and what that um takes me to um and and from what you've just said there is that I'm going to use your language that there's a bass note Mm. that if we can find our bass note which can be our like our bass camp our place of knowing and safety um and to know that we're always connected to that place that that connection actually never really breaks the more we bring it into our awareness, that we can take the bigger breaths, we can stretch a bit further, we can meet other systems with our uh, with our awareness, and then come back again to to replenish and recharge when we need to. Um, I think that's such a lovely. It does feel like a long, expanding, and contracting kind of a movement. Mm. Yeah, and and I think neutralizing that everyone feels like that. You know, you've Mm. worked with you've worked with business owners in really really big systems, Mm. and leaders that in those systems um, would I'm sure still have felt this way, just as the entrepreneur and the solopreneur and Mm. the one starting out with a seed feels. I think it's Mm. universal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, actually, in, in terms of my experience of working with different people in, in as you say, different size systems, the experience is very similar. Mm. Um, so often, even the most sort of senior leaders, some really meeting or well into their eldership in terms of their journey and the, of their life, uh, still feel that there is much of them outside of the boundary of what they believe is acceptable and so I'm still yearning to to connect with that, to know it's safe to do that, to be more of themselves. Often they want to, if they're in really big systems, they want to leave those systems because they believe they need to lead them, lead them in order to 
be more of who they really are. Um, so it just brings me to the question of if we made space for who we really are, whatever that might mean in a moment, what could that do for any size system? You know, the the the, the business that's that's just the seed of an idea starting out, or one that's been around for for centuries and um the word that's been floating through this whole conversation with you Meg is, is the word imagination yeah and how um the main thing that I see that gets disconnected is actually uh, imagination the ability to um uh, to really flow with creativity which is life mm. um, so that would be a a great desire I know of yours and mine is to be able to help people flood their individual personal system also their business system with imagination there's mm. such strength and resourcing in that and it's also so unique yeah yeah mm. and then what happens when we bring our imagining into a collective field but with a really embodied sense of safety within ourselves where we don't have mm. to merge and we don't have to belong and we don't have to be anything other than whatever our imagining which you know is predicated on safety and somatic safety which is another mm. place of like where the separation needs to be reconnected so that we can even access that and then we bring that into a collective space and you know I mean Katie Patrick like lots of people talk about that as a human mind we created this world right so there is no <laughs> And as a collective mind, as the earth, we've been doing this for 40 billion years. So like, there's no shortage of possibilities. Um, it's, it, it, it is the fallacy that we feel safer within the, con the mm -hmm. confines. But I think what we're finding, is particularly in business and the folks that you and I are so excited about working with, is this deep guttural desire of like... Mm -hmm. And sometimes it comes in the form of, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like really, mm. that that is yeah. as wildly imaginative and as creative as yeah. um, visioning with our like unicorn journal, you know, like there is <laughs> <laughs> both creative yeah. forces. Yeah. Um, and I think there's enough of us now in business being like, okay, we tried the model <laughs> and mm. it's not really working for me anymore and so yeah. how can we engage this wild imagining and then how can we engage our active senses of the observing the natural world in its tremendous never-ending resourcefulness and creativity and reimagining and mm -hmm. resilience and just force like the force of it mm -hmm as the yeah. blueprint yes that's really beautiful I'm kind of taken up with the image of that um you know that I mean it's probably might be quite a typical image now to see but um you know when you walk down a road and the concrete has broken and then there's some little dandelion that's managed to make its way through and you just think look at you <laughs> there blooming in all of that concrete <laughs> and it's just so incredible and I think it's being able to support people to whatever that analogy is for somebody, but to be able to find their own ability to bloom and connect and root 
and um, seek resources is just such an extraordinary um, place to be. Mm. You know what? Um, I love that dandelion. And, you know, the dandelion being, um, I think in the work that reconnects, it's the dandelion, right? It's the, it's the spiral, it's a dandelion, and then the seeds mm. go off, right? The seeds scatter in the wind. Yes. And yes. that's our great hope, isn't it? It's our greatest hope for Unbound is that the seeds be scattered and evolved and adapted and and re- mm. reclaimed and, you know, used mm. or stewarded in whatever ways feels regenerative. And as we're talking, I, I, I can't stop thinking about Frozen now. <laughs> and, you know, the grandfather, yeah. it was like the great trick was that that everything came from that from that one place of him deciding that there was something dangerous about the North Uldra and his decision to build the dam as a way of control over, like that one decision set off the whole course of events of disconnection and separation that Elsa unified. And just thinking about with business, I, I, I think sometimes we feel as with big social issues, as with lots of things that we're, really powerless to change, you know, these mm. systems, to change the ways of being and doing. But if one decision put us on this trajectory or one way of valuing put us on this trajectory, I hold great hope for what happens when each of us choose differently and in accordance with what is life-giving for us and our mm. systems. And I, And maybe I'm a ridiculous optimist, but... I have hope. Do you have hope? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's so funny you say that. That's the, and so often people will say to me, oh, you're just a really positive person. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh because I don't necessarily feel like one, but I do. I do have great hope. I do have great hope that we might see that business is not separate from life, like humans are not separate from nature is connected Mm. and I know so much of your work is and you've just resourced me so deeply with reconnecting to that life-giving thread but I wonder really briefly if you could chat about what branding is to you and what like how you took that concept and actually as you so beautifully do expanded it and made more space to include more ways of being within that. It's just such a beautiful mm. thing that you do. Thank you. I mean, I could probably talk to you about a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, well, I, well I, went into, I went into working in marketing and branding when I left school because I was so um, enchanted by the power of language to bring people together or to speak to something that people felt great joy for um and then you know how these things can be as you're working in it and you sort of see maybe parts of it that don't feel quite so nourishing (laughs) can I put that like that and that I I was really attached to the idea that um if I could support um you know and these are from different places in the system so when I obviously when I started I was doing it from a um being a newcomer to the space but that I really held such a loving vision that if I could help people and businesses or teams understand 
what their identity was. I could help them create a brand that reflected it and they would all naturally just immediately coalesce around it and everyone would feel happy. <laughs> and, uh, and I really like, love, like lovingly believed it. And, you know, there's a part of me that, that does feel that way, but I suppose in, in my, in my real world experience of it is that um, that wasn't what was happening. And very often um, brands uh, were, were created by agencies outside of a business. They were, um, you know, with, with lots of love and creative genius, um, but very often they were sort of almost like a label, like a done to, and there would be just a very small percentage of a business um, that would be agreeing to it and signing it off. But a very large part of the business would feel deeply unrepresented by that identity and by that branding. Um, and what that actually caused was a sort of a, um, a pushing away um, and uh, more exclusion. And, and I was so uh, fascinated by the fact that as this beautiful new brand identity would enter the scene, there'd be more separation, more fragmentation that would go on in a business. Sometimes brands would even be um, rejected, you know, a year after being put in place, they'd roll back to the previous one or they'd jump to a new one. Um, and then I'd see um, client organizations get into uh, almost like addicted to creating new brands. Oh, this is who we are now. No, this is who we are now. And it would keep changing. And I found myself really beginning to want to understand what was it that helped uh, anybody feel like they were a part of something and that they had a voice. And then, of course, you discover, as you can imagine, in, in, in some bigger systems that not everyone does have a voice because there's an ultimate narrative or held belief that uh, only some people are at a level are good enough to uh, perceive what the identity is rather than every single human there is an, is a cell that is of equal value and uh, has experience to offer that helps generate an identity. So it kind of was a, almost like a growing fascination with um, with wanting to learn more things that would help me to support others to um to look deeper to look underground to look at the root system to look at um what was there before wanting to look at how what color the flowers would bloom um what shape they would be what color they would be and um uh so yes I've, i suppose i found much of my work to be in that um maybe darker damper underground root space but it's with great joy i really i really love it there because um if brands are, I suppose this is this would be a way of looking at it, that brands are a response to what's going on beneath the surface. They're not something you can create. They are, um, they are the symptom, actually, um, of a deeper root cause. And um, that was, that felt really exciting. And it felt much more fluid. So yeah, I'm not sure. Does that kind of that give you a picture? Yeah, it really does. And I think that I love that. I just love the root system oh, analogy and then just really seeing, I think, all the ways that um, my orientation outward and uh, the way that we're taught, conditioned and socialised, right, to orient outward. Who would you like me to be? Who would you, who can I be for you today? Who can, you know, that that without that strong root system, I think, 
um, which has really only been super recent and, and my root system is still very tender and, and, and growing, you know, and I, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm a really, I'm so thrilled that it's there now because I can mm. feel all the times um, that I, I worked in a way that um, was more about the other person and then really understanding and recognising that that wasn't satisfying for either of us um, yeah. uh, or resourcing or nourishing for the system. And so, yeah, I just love thinking about the root system and seeing it and, and seeing how what flourishes above ground when the soil is tended to, which I think is where I like to hang out. I really love the soil. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just all yeah. the microbes are all the all the aliveness there and the, and the emergent possibility in the soil and then um, how you can connect different things into the soil and then what flourishes from there. And I think doing um, business in that way, you know, you and I have both spoken about how we're really not comfortable putting words to what we expect people to receive and that that's really rebellious <laughs> and probably mm. not very done but uh, but we're, re- we're both very clear about the outcomes and not necessarily the versions of success that that um we want to speak to I don't know what do you sense about that decision where did that come from mm. yeah it does feel I mean it does feel rebellious it's true um and I suppose part of it for me certainly comes from in the work that I would do with businesses around their identity, around their brands. Everybody's wanting to make promises all the time. It's such a big part of this. And what's your brand promise? And that becomes such a forward leaning movement. But actually, the, if we are really deeply truthful with ourselves, nobody can promise what will happen mm. for the other because there really isn't a sort of... Um, in, because everything happens in relationship, even with how a, a, a product, a, a, I don't know, a phone is used, it happens in relationship with. So there's a, it's really more to say, um, we maybe we promise to stand by our values around something, or we, we promise to stand by the seeds, and we promise to show up in these ways, um, and let's not um, restrict ourselves by promising if something else emerges and is, is going to be even more useful or more beneficial, we restricted ourselves, we might restrict the possibility. So it's sort of a, it's a shift in that. And then in doing so, I think what we're also um, inviting those coming in is to say to them, you, you have the ultimate wisdom about you and your business and the seeds of your imagination. So why not meet us here and see if we can hold, uh, yes, I agree with you, we, we talked earlier about holding space. Um, why not, ha- let's have a conversation, let's connect together in this way with these seeds and see what that does to the soils of your business and what that does to your sense of connection with others um, so that you might feel supported so your root system can can deepen strengthen and connect with others i'm always fascinated with how trees send out their signals via their roots don't they for when they need um some kind of medicine they're needing support i think maybe fungi do the same i'm afraid i'm not uh, no expert they do in plant life do they but i just find that really phenomenal and that how beautiful that we might see business in that way. And I think with this, with, with Unbound, it was certainly in my um, great yearning and longing is to um, 
uh, be a part of a space that really sees the wholeness and fullness in another mm. and in the group and that together there'll be things that will happen that we won't have been able to even foresee because that's the magic of of coming together without hierarchy mm-hmm. yeah and seeing the organism as living and yes. not static and not fixed um, but to see an organism as as <laughs> The, the only place that we can actually regenerate is is in aliveness. <laughs> like, mm, so yeah. all of this structure and confines, and, and we've talked a lot about, you've taught me a lot about flow and structure and, and the dance between both and um, and that we all have different uh, different designs and different desires around that. Um, and there's no better way or right way. It's just each organism within the whole and then the whole organism is alive and that when we dance in aliveness we access regeneration but we can't access regeneration when we are separate from our aliveness and our connection our interconnection so I'm just mm. so excited are you excited I'm just <laughs> every time we talk about it, I guess yeah. I'm more excited because we actually unbind ourselves more every time we talk about and we're kind of bolstering each other right we were like giving each other courage to really to really hold so true to the regenerative vision um Mm -hmm. that I think the other thing to to speak is that we both hold a vision of business being about um people not person and um being about teams not leaders and I think it's regenerative relationships and learning how to relate and be in communities and be in villages and in this case being a a community garden a community forest is um, part of our work as well that I think is going to be a byproduct but also a facilitator of this space do you sense that too Yes. yes absolutely I think since we've we've come into contact around um Unbound, and of course, you've been running it in the past very successfully. So, Unbound already is, um, and um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come and join the space with you. Um, but every time in the creation of of this work and our conversations with the word regenerative at the heart, it's it's causing me to to really consider everything, all of my relationships. And that, as you say, yes, the un- unbinding is going on between us, but it's also going on all, ar- all around me. Um, and uh, and I've been grateful for the impact it's already had on the way that I do, do the way that I be, <laughs> the way that I live. So um, I'm hoping that we can bring that flavour through, that feeling through, uh, that every aspect of our lives can feel like the, um, it's giving rather than taking. Mm. I just have no more words to add. I think it's such a beautiful place to end. So, um, folks, if you are listening and there's something that's called you in to lean a little closer, we would love to welcome you, invite you, celebrate um, the diversity that is being seeded in our garden. And um, we will chat to you soon. Thank you, Tracy Kay, for being here for your presence for your guidance for your eldership of me and my business so so grateful 
Oh gosh, thank you. It's a hugely mutual feeling. I'm very grateful. Great. <laughs>